As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon, Brenda, Danny, Connie, and Andrew. Yes, thank you very much. If you would like to join them and become part of our Patreon member family, head on over to our website, DisneyAssembled.com, and click on the Become a Patron button, or you can go to Patreon.com. Just do a search for Disney Assembled there. Membership starts as little as $2 a month, and it goes a long way in helping us keep the show going. And uh, yeah, you get access to all the free member-exclusive content that we have over there. However, if you're looking to add additional Disney magic to your day, check out Magic of the Mouse Radio. Disney Assembled is extremely proud to be part of the Magic of the Mouse Radio family, where you can get all the Disney music you want 24-7-365, and you can even listen to this show every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Check it out at magicofthemouseradio.com. In addition to the Magic of the Mouse radio family, I am so proud to be part of the Magic of the Mouse news family. Magic of the Mouse news has articles for anything and everything Disney-related that you might want to read, so make sure to go check it out, magicofthemousenews.com. All right, yep, good stuff there. Lots of Disney news and Magic of the Mouse news, great place to get it. So... All right, Mimi, um, here we are. We have a we have an episode this week. Anything you want to talk about before we get into the main topic of the week? Or would t- you want to tell everybody what the main topic of the week is? Or you want yeah. To, yeah, go ahead and So that. we are um, bringing back, going back to that series we started a little while ago. And we're finishing the Ride Crusher 5 Chaser Guide to Epcot. Yeah. So, so we have Hollywood Studios and Epcot left. We're doing Epcot today. If you go back a few weeks, you'll find the Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom versions. And um, I think we're going to talk about Ahsoka a little bit. Yeah. So the Ahsoka series, which was highly anticipated, started last week, this week, this past this week, past week, this yeah. past week. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to give our just for the first two episodes, sort of our opinion. We'll, we'll use sort of a template that we've come up with to rate and review Disney content. So we'll do that. We'll have our Disney dad joke of the week and we'll have our main topic of the week. Topic yeah. of the week. I know um, you are just getting ready to start school. It's an exciting time. Senior year. Congratulations. Thanks. College right around the corner. Maybe Disney college program at some point in your life. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. Maybe. I know you've talked about that over the years. I'm very proud of you. And I know all our listeners who have been, uh, you know, if you've been with the show from the very beginning, you've been with, you know, tracking Mimi's college journey. I mean, high school journey all the way from the beginning to now. So yeah, congratulations on all that. We're really proud of you. I am in particular, but I know our listeners out there who've been following the show, I'm sure are very proud of you as well. So good luck with senior year. Looking forward to it. All right. Let's talk about Ahsoka. 
Now, please. In in the in the dozens, if not hundreds, of characters uh, in the Star Wars universe, where does Ahsoka as a character rank for you? Is it near the high, low, medium? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I think she's a fant- a fantastic character. I I think I think that she um has this like strength about her that you don't really see in other characters. She's just very calm, very collected. She doesn't panic. And um we've even seen like, you know, the Mandalorian panic, right? Like um she I'd give her like an 8. I really really mm-hmm. like her character, but I think what makes her so powerful is like her connections with other people. And I think the supporting characters um in Ahsoka are what's making it so like powerful. Yeah. So one of her great qualities is her empathy <laughs> and her willingness to always be sacrifice for others and do for others. And I would say just off the top of my head, Ahsoka is probably a top 10 character for me in the you know Star Wars universe, maybe in the top 10. Maybe that's an episode we should do is count down our top 10 favorite Star Wars characters yeah. in the Star Wars. We'll do that another time. But yeah, I agree. Ahsoka is a fantastic character. And we're really excited to see where the rest of the show goes. But we're two episodes into Ahsoka. We're not going to really go into spoiler territory, I don't think, today, because I don't think we have to. But I thought it'd be neat. That's also something we do on the Patreon. That's true. Yeah, we'll do that. But I think, you know, I think in one of our last episodes, we sort of went through Parks News and used our rating system about, you know, the Parks News rating. But I don't think we've used the... Have we used the Disney review? I think we did. We used we it for did. the Mickey shorts, right? Yeah. So we're going to apply the sort of the same criteria to the first two episodes of Ahsoka. Okay. You want to do that? Yes. All right. Let's jump into that. All right. The first category, first rating, uh, again, the first two episodes of the Ahsoka live action series on Disney Plus is it, it, one to five. Was it fun? How much did you enjoy it from one to five? I'm really enjoying it. I would give it, I would give it a five. I'm really, really liking it. I'm enjoying it too. I'm not going to give it a five yet. I'm going to give it a four. I, I am enjoying it a lot. Um, I would say that, eh, I don't know if it fits in the other categories, so I'll just mention it now. Actually, no, I'm going to wait because it, it my 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 very minor critique pops up in another category that we're going to talk about here in a minute. But I'm going to give it a four. Four out of okay. five. Fine. All right, character development or character driven. In other words, how much are the characters driving the story and making it enjoyable from a rating of uh, one to five. I think, well, the whole plot so far is about the characters. Um, I'd give it a five. I'm, I love the idea that it's not about clone wars, but it also doesn't ignore or rebels. rebels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not clone wars. It doesn't ignore rebels. Um, and I think that that adds a really nice touch to this show. So I would also give the character development like a five. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm gonna... invested in Ahsoka. I'm invested not as much in Sabine. I think her live action character is kind of annoying, but like I I care about her. Right. Like I want to see what what happens to her. Right. I think if you are familiar with these characters and there's a lot of deep cut characters they have already used in live action right. from the Rebel series. And if you're not a Rebel series fan, you may not realize that some of these characters we're already drawn right on, on the screen. Um, I'm going to give it a four. Also, I, I like it so far, but again, I'm, I'm, uh, I think there's still some character development that still needs to take place 
to get me to a five, but yeah, still but very good. Also on four episode, is very good. Episode two. Right, right. So but a four um, is four is a very good rating, but I'm gonna leave room for growth there. The conflict is not interpersonal with characters. And right. I, I I'm I see it on its way. It just hasn't happened yet. Right. So right. the third category is sort of the pace or flow of the story in the first two episodes. Um I think I'd give it I would probably give it a four. The first episode Although needing to be very expositional was kind of slow. Um, it was also an hour long. So it was like 20 minutes longer than the second episode. And it just didn't it didn't flow by as quickly as I thought it would. The second one, the second one did. So I'd give it a four. Right. I'm going to give this a three because this is the area that I think I've even told you before that I'm really struggling with. Um, it's there is action. But there is a lot of dialogue, heavy scenery, not a ton of action. There is action, but it's not, you know, one action scene after another, which it can't be. I get. Mm-hmm. But when the characters are are speaking to each other, I find there to be some really odd, I would say, timing of how it's being cut and edited. It's like there's there's these weird pauses just momentarily like it does the conversations between characters don't seem to flow naturally mm-hmm. and it also f- feels like it's like an editing problem yeah and it also feels like the characters are not using any real inflection in any of their dialogue like every piece of dialogue seems to be delivered in the same sort of tone and the same sort of it's like it's very monotone right it almost feels like they're reading off of a page yeah, in some regard. So the flow to me is a little, quite frankly, it's a little slow. I mean, a couple episodes, especially the first one, I mean, I started fading a little bit during that one. I was like, man, they really need to do something to perk this up because I'm invested in this and I like the character, but they've got to show me something that's going to keep me interested. So again, I think this is a typical Dave Filoni way of directing even with the Rebel series, it started a little slower and then it picked up tremendously. Right. I suspect that Ahsoka will pick up tremendously in its pacing and the flow of the story. But in the first two episodes, I find that to be the biggest criticism is the pace I and, to the, see, and the dialogue. Yeah. I wanted to see generally more like puzzle cracking, I guess. I don't really know how else to like puzzle solving. I don't know how else to explain out of Ahsoka because like. Um, I'm not going to like spoil it, but like you see it with Sabine, but like Ahsoka is a, Ahsoka Tano is very smart. That is her like, you know, like top Jedi trait. She's incredibly intelligent. Right. They don't have to figure anything out. And they don't show her figuring anything out. Right. Um, like she goes on this whole spiel about how she found the, essentially the, the antagonist character and the villain yeah. and like how we got to the conflict. But like, I almost wanted to like see it all like show not tell because she's so smart like how did she do it how did she figure it out how did she spy like and i'm sure we'll see her do her like big spy thing later on in the series but um if we were going to do these expositional type scenes and cold openings why didn't we start there well if you didn't see the episode where ahsoka was introduced to live action in the mandalorian you wouldn't know because that's where that is where she meets up with that basically ties into the first episode. Right. No, it does. Because like she does, you do see a little bit of it when you see Ahsoka in Mandalorian, but that was in Mandalorian season two. 
from almost three years ago. Right. Almost three years ago. We were still living in the other house when that episode premiered. I Because rem- I remember watching it in the other house. And right. that just... I, did, I watched The Mandalorian. I didn't remember it. Yeah. So I wanted to have seen Ahsoka do Ahsoka's thing. Right. All right. Next category, plot. Dumb or intelligent? I think right now... It's a fairly straightforward plot. Yeah. I think there will be a plot twist. At least I hope there is, because if there isn't, I'm going to find that a little boring because you already know basically what they're what's, trying to do. Right. What's supposed to so, happen at the end. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm reserving. I, th- I think it's somewhere in between. It's not dumb, but it's not. It's definitely very easy. Yeah, it's easy. Um, very easy. Plot. I think what's going to happen is they're going to get to the end of what is seeming what's what's shaking out to be the main plot at this point i think they're going to get it resolved by like the third episode the fourth episode and then something is going to happen that's going to snowball the rest of the series i think it's going to be um kind of like a hawkeye scenario when you're like oh like this is going to be about this dumb kid who wants to learn whatever Mm -hmm. no and then it's like just kidding it's just like a spy show um i think the show is going to end up being a little bit more about ezra than it is um now because they've kind of hinted at it but i wouldn't hate that i I would say it's kind of in the middle and the final category is does it look just the look of it does it look cheap or does it look polished it looks exactly how i expected it to look it looks looks good it is exactly what i anticipated exactly what i wanted exactly what i was looking for out of the ahsoka series it's very clean it's very calm very polished just just as she is out of five stars where would you give what would you give the first two episodes Mm, i think i'd give them like a four overall yeah i think i'm gonna i'm landing somewhere around between a three and a half to a 3.75 i'm not quite at a four i'm a little less i'd say 3.75 stars i'm really liking it i'm liking it and i am more invested in it than i was with the third season of the mandalorian i'm yeah that's where i'm at i'm really really enjoying ahsoka but overall very fun yeah Yeah, it is like because i I know it's going to get better right like Yeah, it has to get better. Right, I, l- I look forward to the next episode. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so for sure. there you go. You know what else I'm looking forward to? I don't know the Disney Dad joke of the week. Oh, yes. So before we get into the main topic of the week, are you ready for this week's Disney Dad joke of the week? Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. This week's Disney Dad joke of the week. Oh boy, Mimi. You know, Dopey, one of the seven dwarfs. He's bald. Mm-hmm. He wasn't always bald. He used to have. Nice, long, flowing, beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. But he's bald now. But he still, he still owns his comb. He just can't part with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that one's yeah. kind of funny. He still has it, but he doesn't have any hair, so he can't part with it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Play on word. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week. If you have a joke that is the dad joke variety, and Disney focused, send it to us, DisneyAssemblyGmail.com, or send it to us as a message on any of the socials Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or Twixter, Twi- Twixer, Twi- X, Twitter, I don't Twitter, know. I X, think it's Twitter, X, Twitter, or X. Yeah, all at Disney Assembled. Good deal. All right. We got to jump into the episode. We're about 15 minutes into this sucker, and we're going to do the rope drop. Well, no, what is it? What is it? The ride crusher and the. Vibe, Vibe Chaser's, Chaser's guide. guide to Rope Dropping Epcot. To Rope Dropping Epcot. There, right. We had like some sort of standard 
Like we had some sort of template for the last two episodes. Well, we're not going to use a template today. So what we're going to do is, okay. what we're going to do is, we're going to say, look, you have to rope drop. We'll, we'll, I think at this point, people who've listened to the show, they probably already know what rope dropping is. So I, I don't. Basically, you show up early. They drop the rope. You get you in drop, before everybody right, else. Yeah. Right. You start the day before everybody else. So, when the park opens. Right. The park opens. You get in. So we're going to look at. If you're a vibe chaser or a ride crusher, what should you do at Rope Drop to get the most out of your day at Epcot? Now, let's define ride crusher and vibe chaser because I think that might be confusing to some people. Why don't do you want to? Why don't you yeah. describe what a ride crusher is? Yeah. So a ride crusher is someone who is there to ride all the rides. It doesn't mean that you're not there to take in the Disney moment. It doesn't mean you're going to be going, 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 going all the time. It does mean that you want to ride all the rides and want to use your time efficiently so that you can accomplish all the things you want to accomplish because it's okay to want to ride all the rides, but it's also okay to not want to ride all the rides. Um, this is someone who just wants to like maximize their time um, in the park so that they can do both riding the rides and relaxing. Right. So get basically get as many rides in as possible without driving yourself insane. Yeah. Yeah. The vibe chaser is it's I mean, very scheduled. Yeah. The vibe chaser, they enjoy the attractions, but what they get the most joy out of is just soaking up the environment, the ambiance, the environment, the culture, the atmosphere. This being there brings them lots of joy, whether it's the sights or the sounds or the smells, just their, their presence in the park. They're just chasing that vibe. They want that cool Disney vibe where they just feel relaxed and chill and just joyful. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the vibe chaser. And so each of them has different objectives. And if they get there for rope drop, you know, what should they do to maximize either their ride crushing or they're vibe chasing. So who who wants to go first? Do you do you want to go first with the ride? Yeah, chasing? I can go first. Okay. Well, so why don't you take the the ride crushing part of rope dropping Epcot? Okay. So this might be this is my controversial take. So you get up at like six in the morning and you get a Guardians pass. Um, I'm not going to talk that much about Guardians because it's still virtual queue, so there isn't a whole lot. For me to say right, about there's it. not much you can do about when you go right like in a perfect world it's not per it's not virtual queue and you get up and that's the first ride you do um but that's not the case right now so ex moving on as if it doesn't exist okay so park opens and you are going to enter on the main side not back by the france pavilion you're going to enter in on the main side and you're going to go um straight back into norway and you're going to go to Frozen because the Frozen queue, one, isn't that big on the inside. So you if you wait for this ride for a long period of time, you're going to spend most of the time in the hot sun. And that's awful. That's not fun. Also, because this ride is the most popular with little kids. There are little kids everywhere. And I personally want to get in and out before the screaming children start. That's just my take. I don't really, I would not want to wait in a two hour long line with where's Elsa? Where's Elsa? I want to see Olaf. I, I can't handle it. I can't do it. I can't do it for two hours straight. Um, so you're going to start with Frozen. Um, this is a controversial take because you're not starting with Remy's, but I will elaborate on that like later. Okay. So you hit Frozen, you leave Norway, you're good. 
you're right next to Mexico. So you might as well, like the way I see it, like you could walk all the way to the test track, but it, but by the time you get there, test track likely is already going to have a line. So you might as well go to Mexico in three caballeros, get it over with. Cool. Great. This is the point where you head over to test track because you're now probably at the point of time where early magic hours are over and the 30 minutes is up and the general public is about to enter. And this is the best time to do the test track because all the people who rope dropped test track, who got on it first, first and second thing are done. They're on their way out of the ride or they're like right at the end of the queue, but the general public hasn't entered yet. So test track, you're probably gonna have to wait for a little bit, but not too long. By the time you get out, the park is going to be packed. This is the moment where you, hang on. I lost the map of Epcot in my head. Yeah, this is the moment where you're going to head back towards Spaceship Earth and do Spaceship Earth. And then you're going to kind of reset your day, right? Like now you're back at the beginning at the front of the park. You can start over, chill out, whatever. Okay. At this point, it's probably warmer in the day, a little bit hot, a little bit getting a little tired. So we're going to make our way over to Seas with Nemo and Friends. It's short. It doesn't have that long of a wait and it's indoors. Then we're going to head over to the land pavilion. So while you're in the land pavilion, you're probably going to grab a snack and you're probably going to hang out for a little bit. And then you're going to hit the land and Soren. You're going to have to wait for both of them at this point, probably, but it's indoors. So it's a good nice long AC break before that like haul back to France that we're about to go do. We're about to go all the way back to France and wait in line for Remy's. And I am the first one to complain about the Remy's queue, but this ride is the one that's worth waiting for. And because it is so far away from everything else, the way I like, if you rope drop Remy's, you get off of it and then you have no time left to do anything else because you have to walk like all the way to another attraction. So you end with Remy's. Um, and am I done? I don't know. Are you done? I think I'm out of rides. Okay. Well, that's good. (laughs) You've done all the rides. You've crushed them, right? Yeah. So end with Remy's. Um, by the time you get off of Remy's, um, it should be like mid afternoon ish. Yeah. About mid afternoon ish. And then you can hang out in France. What a cool place to be. Right. I think if you're going to crush rides at Epcot, like you said, you have to have a plan for what you want to start with and the most, the longest lines are typically either Soren, Remy's, Frozen, or Test Track. Guardians, like you said, is a virtual queue. <clears throat> so you, your, your advice is go to Frozen first. I think you can go to any one of those. Just pick the one. If you're, if you're a thrill rider, then maybe you want to go to Test Track first. If you got little kids, then maybe you go to Frozen first. You know I just saying? I think you should do Frozen first regardless because those little kids can be brutal when they're yelling. Right. It's just so tiring. And you can always single ride or test track if that's what you wanted to do or something like that if you were able to do something like that. But there are ways to crush the rides at Rope Drop at Epcot. I think it just depends what you want. I, I agree with you. Frozen is one of the rides that if you're going to get it early, go do that early because the line does get ridiculously long and the ride does go down right. a lot, quite frankly. It's also the only ride in Epcot that has that longer wait time that I would not wait for. Right. Like I would wait for Test Track. I would wait for Soren. I would wait for Remy's. I would not wait for Frozen. So right. I would just get it over with. Cool. 
All right. Very good. Good advice. So yeah. if you're crushing those rides, rope dropping. I just dropping, give you a F- schedule. High, so yeah, there you go. Follow my schedule. Now for me, I'm going to do the vibe chasing. And for me, if I'm going to vibe chase at Epcot, I'm not going to enter Epcot at the main entrance. I'm going to enter at the International Gateway mm-hmm. by France. I'm going to come in either through the Skyliner or in one of the Friendship boats. And I'm going to enter back where France is. And the reason for that is, the, to me, other than Spaceship Earth, the vibe of Epcot the heartbeat of the vibe of Epcot is uh, the, the different lands, different mm-hmm. uh, countries. And so I'm going to come in through International Gateway in, near the France Pavilion. And even though I am vibe chasing, if I'm rope dropping and I can get in there early, I might jump on Remy first because it's pretty much the only other than frozen, which I could take or leave and I can even take it or leave it with the three caballeros. But the line for that is normally not very long at all. Right. Ever. No, yeah. I think part of, I think you can still be a vibe chaser and do attractions. So I would enter through the vibiest of entrances Yeah, and I might do Remy's first just to get an attraction in as part of my vibe for the day. I might circle back and, you know, through Canada and the UK area um, and just me, I would take my time going around the world showcase, visiting the different countries, maybe sampling some food here and there, listening to the music, visiting the different shops and getting a sense of culture. That's the vibe of Epcot for me. And I would take my time going around the different pavilions, visiting, having a good time, making my way all the way back over towards Mexico. And ending the day maybe with a margarita. Well, it may not be that long of a day, right? But ending over there with the three caballeros and we get a margarita or something or or a non-alcoholic drink. Having a good time. Um, but just enjoying myself going around. I'm not a big drink around the world person, you know, because, you know, I'm kind of too old for that stuff at this point. Um, but it could be fun. It could be part of the vibe. If you're a younger adult and that's something that you want to do, then certainly doing something like that could add to your vibe chasing of the experience which is cool yeah because like eating or drinking around the world like is the experience right like you're it's designed for you to do that Now the other part of the vibe chasing at epcot um you might take a break in the middle of the day because if you've gone through the world showcase i would say the next best vibe of epcot is in the evening for the fireworks show and you know epcot forever show and i think the area around test track and Guardians and Spaceship Earth at night is a huge vibe. It's a wonderful Epcot vibe. The lights are on. You know, Spaceship Earth is lit up. It's doing its thing. I think, you know, if you could take a break during the day and going back at night or just staying all day, if you're going to do rope drop to close, whew, that's a long day. But it's a long day at Epcot. Certainly there's a vibe around there at that time. The other piece of the vibe of Epcot is also... And again, the way it's laid out makes it very difficult for this to flow. But you you might be inclined to do Living with the Land or maybe the Behind the Seeds tour, which is not very expensive. And, you know, doing that area over there on that side of the park where Nemo and Friends is and, um, you know, Journey to Imagination. So to me, if I'm rope dropping Epcot, I'm giving advice for vibe chasing. I guess 
I would enter through International Gateway. I would potentially do Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, even though it's an attraction. Um, and then I would spend my morning exploring the different countries around World Showcase, taking a break, and then just taking my time also and wrapping up my evening. I would probably wrap up my day. If I was going to do midday, I would go over by the land in the Journey to Imagination area in Nemo. And in the evening, head over to the other side where Test Track, Guardians, and Spaceship Earth is to wrap up my day. That, yeah. would, be, that would be my vibe chasing. It sounds like an Epcot. epic day at Epcot. Look, I love Epcot. and I love Epcot also. You know, it's funny because, you know, I would say a couple of years ago, the Magic Kingdom was going to, I would say, what's your favorite of the four parks in Florida? I would say Magic Kingdom is definitely number one. And I would say Epcot was number two. To be fair, the vibes in Magic Kingdom are literally unmatched. They are. And the problem is I don't dislike any of the four parks. I, I know a lot of people love Animal Kingdom. It's their favorite park. For me, it's not my favorite park. But like you and I have said many times in the show, the park that we have not done a review of yet, which maybe we can do next week or the week after, is the Hollywood Studios Park. I love Hollywood Studios. And that Studios. one is quickly climbing in our area of fun and enjoyment. And I mean, it is challenging Magic Kingdom and Epcot for me in, in, in a spot in the top two. And it is really challenging those two for a spot in the top two. There's not a single ride with the exception of like Millennium Falcon that I wouldn't wait for in, in Hollywood Studios. Well, I love Hollywood Studios. Well, in terms of Epcot, though, there aren't a ton of attractions. I mean, there is the Guardians. Like you said, if you're the ride crusher, Guardians is a must do. You got to get your virtual queue. But there's Test Track, Frozen, Living with the Land, Soren, Nemo, Journey to Imagination. And yeah. that's... And Guardians Remy. is where it's at. So... Guardians is where it's at. Like, even, like... If I were to tack on anything else to the the ride crushers guide, it would be get up and get a guardian's reservation. And obviously like that changes your pattern of the day and like where you are. But um it it's so fun. It's so fun. You should try it for sure. And of course, Spaceship Earth, I think, is the perfect combination of both an attraction. If you're a ride crusher and a vibe chaser, it's also gives you all the Epcot vibes. So if you wanted to do if you Epcot had to pick vibes. one thing to do in Epcot that I think gave you both equal vibe chasing and ride crushing satisfaction. It's probably Spaceship Earth. Probably, yeah. yeah. All right, Mimi. I think that does time. it. Yeah, this episode. Wrap up. Yeah, good job. High five. All right, how can you, how could our friends who are listening let us know about the show, what they thought about the show, what they thought about this episode, or maybe just get in touch with us to ask questions yeah. and how can they do that? Yeah, so guys, please send us an email disneyassembled.gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all at Disney Assembled. But if you guys want to support the show further, the link to our Tee Public and our Patreon and our Bias at Dole Whip and all of that other super fun stuff is on our website, DisneyAssembled.com. Make sure to go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, all those things help the show. Patreon, you know, visiting our shop, uh, buying us a, a, a coffee or a Dole Whip. All that is very much appreciated. But the best thing you can do if you want to help the show and you want to help us spread the joy and create the magic is share our show with your friends, you know, share it on your social networks where you're a member. Um, tell your friends about it. And if you haven't done so already, if the place where you are watching the, or listening to the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, but hopefully you're subscribed by now. But if you're listening, if you haven't subscribed to the show on the listening platform that you're using, please do so. And if you have the opportunity to do a rating and review, please consider leaving us the kindest review 
and the best rating that you possibly can. We really, really appreciate it. It helps find helps other people find the show. Of course, I mentioned YouTube. We do have a YouTube channel. Uh, we're up over 100 subscribers now. Good job on that, guys. Right. Thanks for joining. Uh, but yeah, you can also listen to the show on YouTube. YouTube.com. We're at Disney Assembled on YouTube. Check us out there. We also put a bunch of shorts up on YouTube. So if you're in the YouTube shorts thing, check out our YouTube shorts. We have yeah. fun with that stuff. It's like on our TikToks. And uh, yeah, we think you'll enjoy it. So check us out there. All right, Mimi, another high five? Yes. Good job. Great episode this week. Awesome job. Awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, until next time, see, see you real soon. soon. Gentlemen, please collect your belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand.